Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast, and I, uh, you know, from time to time, you you reflect on some of the people and some of the uh, influences you've had over your career. And one of my, uh, when I when I reflect on my career in this industry, now spanning almost thirty six years, uh, there's a group of people that are are very special to me, and they happen to be in the New Jersey area, uh, and uh, they uh, own and operate an incredible. Uh, full-service pet care facility out uh, in that area, up in uh, 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 the New Jersey area, and, and the facility, uh, you're going to have to do yourself a favor. Go up and uh, go and look them up on the on the internet and see what they do special. Uh, it's Morris Animal Inn, and the Morrises are just just a really special group of people, and their team that they have built uh, have have just carried on the first class reputation that they started many many years ago, and I'm excited to bring. Kristen Hederich uh, to the Hey Joe listener audience today to hear Kristen's perspective of, of being part of this family owned and operated very special place. Uh, and, and hopefully you, the Hey Joe listener audience out there can take away some of the, the special things that they do, the special attributes that they do, and you can apply it to your uh, business uh, uh, directly right after listening to this podcast. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Ms. Kristen Hederich. Kristen, thanks for joining us today. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. Kristen, you have uh, uh, you have been uh, uh, close to uh, uh, the Morrises for some time, but you've also been close to Paragon and LearnToGroomDogs.com because you utilize their services for uh, 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 training your grooming staff members and acquiring additional skills for them and such. And that's how I think you and I first met. And I got to tell you, I was blown away. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind why the Morrises chose you to be one of the leaders of their organization. Would you mind telling the Hey Joe listener audience a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. And again, thank you for your kind words. So hi, everyone out there. My name is Kristen. I'm super excited to be here and sharing some information with Joe and the Hey Joe uh, listening group. Um, I joined the Morris Animal Inn in 2012 as a lodging manager. I oversaw the lodging and wellness of the pets who were boarding at the Morris Animal Inn. I helped grow and develop an exceptional team of pet care professionals. Uh, My main focus has always been and continues to be continuing education, retention, cross-training, and just growth and development opportunities for our peers, Um, whether that's with us in our organization or they move on to the next phase in their career. I want to help them along the way no matter what. That has always been my main focus. Um, Beyond that, obviously, pets have always been a part of my life. I've had dogs, cats, horses, you name it. Um, And when I had the opportunity to combine my education of of animal science 
and and business management. Um, coming to Morris Animalin was just um, you know it was a blessing in, in, in its time. Um, over the years, I've I've risen. I've become the director of pet care here. I oversee the lodging, uh, daycare, training, and grooming operations for our team. And I couldn't be more excited to have the opportunity to work with the incredible individuals that I do. Well, and, and so, yeah, and again, I, I, I know after only knowing you for a short while, why they chose you to be one of the leaders of their company and carry on their, their business uh, with their very cherished customers. But can you give us a little bit of a background on Morris Animal? And not many people uh, have had the pleasure, like I have, of, of, of knowing, I mean, I've stayed at the Morris's house. Uh, they've, they've been great hosts uh, to me visiting up there years ago. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a, of a backstory uh, on, on Morris Animal Inn? Absolutely. So Morris Animal Inn started uh, as a family-owned and operated business in 1960, uh, started as a, actually just a small grooming shop for a local family here in New Jersey. Um, it was Mr. Morris Sr., uh, Walter Morris's father, and he was grooming primarily focused on poodles. So uh, obviously grooming is near and dear to our heart. That is where we started and where we've grown from. Um, over the years, obviously, Mr. Morris uh, Jr. got involved in the uh, operation. Um, he was, you know, in the uh, you know business industry outside of the pets. His dad said, "Don't get into the pet business," uh, but of course, <laughs> he just couldn't stay away. Um, so we were thrilled, obviously, that Mr. Morris got involved. Um, and now it's been four generations of of pet owners, lovers. Um, they all share tremendous pride in the inn. Um, obviously an award-winning legacy over the years. The groomer actually has won Best in Show at Westminster Kennel Club many years ago. That was Mr. Morris Sr. Um, so really it, it started and it grew from that small operation to what we are today. Oh, now we are offering obviously lodging, daycare, training, grooming, and it's just been an honor to watch the business flourish in, in the neighborhood that we are in and pretty exciting in, in the coming year. We are uh, looking forward to expanding our operation. We're going to be opening two new facilities in New Jersey, and we will continue to offer lodging, daycare, training, and grooming services. Um, so, but, but the greatest part is that family-owned piece um, from, from the family themselves being here and in the business every single day, I can honestly say every team member, every client becomes part of the Morris Animal Inn family. Well, obviously, at the at the time of this podcast recording, uh, we have uh, we're 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 kind of closing down 2020, and uh, you don't have to you don't have to step too far in any one direction to know what 2020 dealt uh, dealt us, and and that was. Uh, you know, incredible challenges in a variety of different uh, uh, areas, and especially to the pet services uh, business, because your lodging and your daycare and other services depend so heavily on travel and uh, a busy, you know, a busy household who needs their pet taken care of during the day for daycare and such. And with the pandemic and every, you know, uh, the other challenges that we've dealt, uh, had to deal with in 2020, how did you stay how did you stay centered? I mean, operating a first-class pet care facility during the challenges of 2020, we're going to talk a little bit about customers and things of that sort, but how did you manage? Right. I mean, there are so many of us out there that, you know, not just, you know, limited to our industry, it's, you know, across the nation, across, you know, the world, we've all felt the impact of, of 2020. Um, I think the biggest 
you know, focus for us was staying open to change. We honestly had to consider things that may have been, you know, little thoughts and ideas along the way. And, and, and we felt as a larger operation, maybe it was not sustainable or, or not really possible to, to get into or tap into. But honestly, we were open to any and all suggestions. We were, we were constantly adapting and evolving with our community needs. That's what we're here for. We're here to serve our community. And, and when those communities shut down, you know, what can, what can we do? What can we offer? How can we be here for our clients? Because that's what we've always been here for. We're, we're here to support them. Um, but not just the clients, our employees. You know, we had to listen and understand that the needs of our clients, the needs of our employees, um, remaining sensitive to the conversations and, and the real life happenings of the world was incredibly important. Um, we could not lose sight of what, you know, our employees' needs were and, and how things may have changed during these times. Um, you know, we, ha we understood everything's unsettling. Everything is last minute. Um, no one's planning. Even today, no one's planning. It, it's going to be last-minute decisions as far as do we travel, do we take a day for ourselves, do we, you know, we need a break, um, and, and just understanding that business as we knew it was no more, and, and we had to be open and readily available. Uh, we were holding weekly um, brainstorming sessions with our leadership team. Um, just thinking of different ways we, we were coming up, you know, for a while there, grooming wasn't permitted. Um, you know, really, even for a brief period of time, boarding and daycare weren't permitted. There was some gray area that needed to be interpreted as far as some of the restrictions. And we didn't give up. We kept looking and, and trying to read between the lines and get a little bit more information. Ultimately, we stayed open to uh, first responders, essential personnel. We were, you know, a lot of people were working from home, but how do you do a Zoom call with barking dogs in the background? So we kind of tapped into <laughs> Very carefully. That. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we were hoping to tap into the needs they didn't know they need, <laughs> uh, to, to put it as basically as possible. And and that's where we kind of started to shine again, was, was being able to pinpoint specific needs that our clients have that they didn't know they needed yet. And as soon as we got out there and we put the little, you know, words, email communications, video blogs, um, whatever we could do to remain open, transparent, and provide frequent communication, not just to our clients, but our employees, um, even our area veterinarians. You know, we all had to partner together. We're in this together. And that's all we kept saying was, we are in this together. We are in this together, and we will we will get through. We will sustain. And, and here we are. <laughs> you know, it's still not perfect, but uh, we're excited for what the future has to hold. So, so just to, you know, I mean, or I was making some notes as you were talking. What that's such brilliant insight. But I want to, I want to, I'm going to go back and unpack just a couple of things. One of the things you said is that that you might have had some ideas, and and when things are going well, and it's a well-oiled machine, and it's a healthy economy, and the customers are all working, and 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 we're having fun, you had these ideas that otherwise would have seemed maybe not insignificant, but small in comparison to other initiatives that you were doing. And you said you kind of had these things you had backburnered, right? You had these, the, these ideas that you had listed there that, that then you started to brainstorm and you bring these things forward and say, you know, a, a playbook right out of, 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 of Apple, right? And in Apple's earliest days when, you know, uh, Steve Jobs said, we create products and solutions people didn't know they needed. 
And, and, and you did that and, and you took that principle and you put it into a pet care service, uh, pet, pet care facility service, uh, uh, regardless of the type of business. So I like that you said that. So for everybody out there, the Hey Joe listener audience out there, you know, keep a list, keep a list of what is otherwise thought of as small ideas, because those small ideas added up could actually come in handy one day. And they did for Morris Animal. And one of the things I, I heard you say, Kristen, it really, really struck me uh, uh, as important to, to just reinforce with the group is that you were open to change. And what I like about what you said is that essentially what you're saying was that this change was inevitable. It was going to happen. It wasn't something you created. It wasn't something necessarily you were controlling, but this change was happening around you. And I've often said that, that if you don't get involved with change, if you don't, if you do not take a, a role in at least understanding and maybe even guiding your own actions through change, you're choosing at that point to be the victim. And you chose not to be the victim. You didn't give up. You, 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 you met with the community leaders, you met with community influencers, and you knew the change was inevitable, but you chose not to be a victim. And, and I applaud you guys for that. And I think, you know, it, it kind of, it, it centers around what you and I have talked about uh, as we we're talking about what, you know, a topic to bring forward to the Hey Joe listener audience today. And that was that we're all accountable. We're all accountable to one person and we're all accountable to the customer. And, and, and my Hey Joe listener audience out there, you guys have known, you, you've known me for a while and I've always talked about the, the CX factor or the customer experience factor. And there's somebody out there that, that I've really watched and I've followed over time and his name is Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, Simon Sinek. And he coined a phrase, right? His, 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 his teaching kind of is around uh, uh, the, the, the answering the question, why? And he, and he asked this question, and, and you know what? I have this hung on my wall in my office so that I never lose sight of it. And he said, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And to me, that just tees up this customer experience factor that I know Morris Animal Inn is focused on a first-class customer experience. How, tell us about how you define a first-class customer experience, Kristen, at, at your facility. And we'll get into then, how do you unify all of your team members toward that common goal? Sure, sure. So, I mean, the, the basis of our, you know, first-class customer experience is always tr striving to exceed expectations, whether that's the expectations we've set for our clients, um, for the care of our pets, and for the employment of our team members. Um, the goal is that we need to ex exceed those expectations. You know, when they're coming to us, why are they coming to us? What are they coming to us for? You know, how long is there? Is this a, a one-time thing? They're in the area. They're they're you know establishing you know a, a long-time relationship with us. Um, you know we need to understand you know what it is that they're looking at Morris Animal in um, to fill for them, and then we have to take that times a hundred. So you know we really aim to provide a very very personalized experience for all of our our clients, the pets and the employees. So. Uh, we take the time. We dedicate, you know, specific um, client care specialists 
who, who first greet the clients over the phone. You know, they're able to go into the history of Morris Animal Inn, explain our services, um, talk about our team and, and the credentials that they have uh, within the pet care uh, community. Um, from there, it's, it's the luxury services and, and products that we have. Um, but above all, you know, it, it comes down to who our employees are. We constantly say we would be nothing without the dedicated, passionate team members who believe in what we do. They believe in what we offer, and they have pride um, not only in their role, but in the, our facility and the quality of the care that we're setting out to provide. There's a very high level of accountability that we instill within our team members from the moment they walk on board. Um, it's taught from day one. Uh, we have an exceptional grid work of leadership um, helping, and, and you know we have an, an amazing um, internal training systems that we use, but then, you know, we, we look outside too. We look at external training systems that we can bring in to help set our team members apart. And it's not always specific to the pet care industry. We're, we're open to business learning, obviously, um, marketing, uh, general customer service. You know, we're always looking at that and we say, we do that, but we need to take it to the next level. So we over-communicate. We're incredibly transparent with our clients. And, and today, there's so much less face-to-face. -face. Um, most people are doing things curbside, behind a mask, over the phone, through text message or email. So, so to make that transparency and, and that connection with our clients, you know, we're feeling or we're at least putting the pressure on ourselves more than ever. It has been more important than it ever has been to make sure that our clients know and understand why we're here and, and what we can do for them. And we've been hearing, you know, it's not, al it's not always sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> There's definitely some um, difficult conversations that need to be had at times. You know, we're looking at the safety, health, and, and emotional well-being of all of the pets who come to us. And, and sometimes, you know, the Hey Joe listeners, you guys understand, you know, pets have varying needs. And, and the client wants a certain thing, and the pet can only allow you to do so much. We educate our clients. We have uh, materials that we can give handouts. We have um, a digital library of online resources, um, videos that we can send to clients because, again, I'd rather watch a 90-second video clip than, you know, read a pamphlet of information. So using different tools, different modes of transportation to deliver those messages, our clients have been more grateful than ever for our, our transparency, our honesty, our suggestions on what works best for their pet, and, and then they know exactly why they've chosen Morris Animal Inn. Well, and, and Kristen, thank you for sharing. I mean, there, those are all, I, and I, what I hope the Hey Joe listener audience uh, does is uh, uh, once you listen to this entire episode, go back and, and hear what Kristen just said and, and pause, write down some notes, listen for a little bit longer, pause, write down some notes, because what Kristen just went through is a, is a litany of, it's just an incredible ingredient list of their approach. And what I, what I like, Kristen, that you talked about was that you, 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 you encourage learning from outside of our industry as well, right? Because if you look at just the service industry in general, there is so much to learn that those principles we can bring to just about any service. Quite frankly, it could be to the car wash down the street, full service car wash or, or a full service pet care facility. There are 
there are principles and attributes and tenets that that are easily transferable into our type of service business. What I liked about uh, another piece that you had said, and, and I just want to revisit it as well, is you know, driving culture can be exhausting. I know you didn't say it like that. I'm saying it that way, but driving <laughs> culture can be exhausting, especially if you're the only one driving it. So you use your entire team, no matter what position they have, to drive and reinforce culture uh, because you have this one uh, uh, one clear accountability in in mind, and it, it's 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 much easier when the team is carrying the the load versus just one player. And one thing I I, I want to revisit as well as you said, over communication and clear and transparent connections with your customers and using technology. I couldn't agree more. In fact, here we are on a podcast using audible technology to 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 help business owner operators, maybe you're on your way to your, to, to your, to your facility. Maybe you're on your way to the grocery store. Maybe you're on your way to the, uh, uh, to whatever else that you're doing. And we get this small amount of very precious time with you, the Hey Joe listener audience to give you this very important information. So don't think that, you know, how my podcast roll guys, you, you don't, you can't consume everything in one, uh, in one episode, uh, or in one listen. So go back and, and, and listen to this and make those notes that, uh, uh, those very helpful tips that, that Kristen was sharing that they do uh, there to unify their team. So when we talk about those steps and processes to achieve the customer experience goal, one of the things that you mentioned was, was uh, uh, don't just meet the customer's expectations, exceed their expectations. But I think you mentioned, first, you have to know what they expect, right? So you get to know them. And once you get to know them and you get to know their expectations, you want to, you want to deliver a hundredfold. So what are, what are, let's, let's revisit and maybe even talk about additional steps and processes that you put in place that, that, that help you achieve that customer experience goal. Sure. Sure. I mean, funny thing, you know, I, I feel everything is about emotional intelligence these days. We're, we're hearing it, um, especially now, you know, 2020, <laughs> we don't need to dive into it anymore, but it's all about emotional intelligence. So, you know, we study, we research emotional intelligence for um, understanding our employees, but it really goes into the clients, but then also the pets. So it, it goes beyond just that peer-to-peer -peer understanding. There's an emotional intelligence we need to understand and acknowledge in our pets. So our goal is always to provide the highest level of personalized service. We have a high attention to the health and safety and the wellness of every guest who comes into our facility. So with that comes with providing ultimate peace of mind. Ultimately, that's what the clients want. They want peace of mind that they've, they've left their pet in the most able and, and you know, willing hands um, so that they know that they're getting the most, the, the, the biggest bang for their buck. Um, but, but they are, they're confident, you know, yesterday I had a client pick up late and she said, you know, I, I just, I was having a, a great time at lunch. I knew I wasn't, I had nothing to worry about as far as having to rush back to get my pet. You sent me a text message. I got a picture. Um, so I was able to enjoy a little bit more time with my family. I hadn't seen in a while. So oh, that wow. in itself, I mean, that is an experience. 
And I know what you did. I bet you took that story and you shared that with your team, didn't you? We did. We did. We <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> we shared it with them because, again, maybe the pet, you know, the, the team put a lot of, of effort into the pet. It, it was her first visit. Um, she was nervous. She's a pandemic puppy. Uh, you know, I'm sure we're all hearing about those and hadn't been, you know, out of the house or away from the family in six or more months. Um, coming to the facility, staying for eight hours or more. Um, what are we going to do for that pet, but also for that owner? There's that mutual connection of of being helpful and there and present for the pet and for the client. So we, she didn't have to say, I need a text message. I need a picture. We knew she needed it. We already knew the nerves that came with dropping her off. And if I back up even a day earlier than that, we gave her a welcome call. So she not only booked the appointment, you know, a few weeks ago, but my team, you know, the pet came for daycare. My daycare team called her and said, we're so excited to meet Ellie. Do you have any questions? Is there anything we can help, you know, ease your mind as you come into day one? Um, she didn't have any questions, but she was just, you could feel the weight lifting off her shoulders knowing, wow, not, o- not only are they going to provide the best care for my pet, but they know it's her first time. And they've made, they've carved out the time in their day to welcome me to their family. So we joke with our peers. Um, we want to be that crazy aunt and uncle. We, we want to be the crazy <laughs> aunt and uncle for all of your pets. <laughs> we want to That love is hilarious. And, <laughs> and then we get to give them back. That's great. <laughs> You know, uh, so, okay, so those are a couple of examples, and I, and, and, and I know you've got, gosh, you could probably go on for days of examples, and actually, I'm going to pick your brain for a few more if you're okay with that, but, sure. um, but you know, those are the things, again, the Hey Joe listener audience out there knows I've got my little 12-pound Shih Tzu, his name is Vinny, and he is the center of our universe, right, and I've been in pet care business for, since the mid-80s, and I got to tell you, it wasn't until I was just on the, just, just outside of it for a moment, that I realized that I turned into that customer. And you guys know what I'm talking about out there. I did, I turned into that customer. You know why? Because he is literally the center of our universe. And I could, and I, and I, I, I appreciate what you did. You have realized that the business that you're in, Kristen, and, and Morris Animal is in, is in the peace of mind business, right? right? So it's the trust and peace of mind. So, so here's the part where I'd love to pick your brain. And you just shared a couple of really great examples like text messaging pictures uh, to the to the pet parents. I mean, technology is so cheap, affordable, and accessible. And, and it's only going to get cheaper, more accessible, and more affordable uh, into our future. So so using that uh, uh, and, and just, a, just a few moments of time to go and, 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 and share that with the pet parents. So, you're, you, so tip, this is the part where, what tips for, um, you know, there might be some folks out there say, Morris Animal, and okay, I've already looked you up and you guys are huge, right? Big business, big place, right? But you weren't always huge. You guys grew into that. And, and it's because of some of these things that you're probably going to uh, be able to provide the Hey Joe, uh, hey Joe listener audience uh, here in our next uh, small segment. That's what helped you get to that size. And you chose to get to that size. Not everybody gets to that size. And sometimes by choice. Um, so tips for facilities of any size or any budget. What tips would you have for them? I think you shared two of them. One, texting pictures. Awesome, awesome idea. Two, you picked up the phone and you called the day before to welcome them. You didn't send a welcome email. You didn't send, 
you picked up the phone to welcome. I mean, I've heard some places they call to follow up, right? but I've not heard very often people that call to welcome them before they arrive. But so, you know, okay, I have a facility of any size of any, and any budget. What can I do? What, what tips can you provide them? Sure. So, you know, beyond the technology advances that are out there, um, you know, the, the welcome calls, the follow-up calls, you know, ultimately placing the highest importance on listening to your clients, anticipate their needs, and then communicate the needs of their pet transparently. You know, you are the professional at the end of the day. They are seeking you for a reason, and, and we need to make sure that we are, are communicating with these clients with sensitivity. As pet professionals, there are lots of things that come up in our day-to-day -day that are no big deal. Seen that a million times, not a problem. But for these pet parents, it can often be earth-shattering without the proper education behind the information you're ready to share. Now, we're not saying diagnosing pets, we're not doing any of that, but seeking and, and trying to help and educate the clients, remaining empathetic to their situation because they need to feel as though you're in their corner, that they're not alone in conquering maybe what's ahead of them. And it could be little, it could be anything at all, but they need to know that this isn't scary, that this isn't, you know, that they have a bad pet. Um, you know, it's, it's, these, it's their children. So, you know, some of my experience more recently is I, I do have a young child now. Um, so some of the technology that I'm seeing and, and the communication that I'm receiving from my child, it's, it's translating perfectly into the pet care industry. I mean, this is exactly what I want to hear about my three dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we always aim to send pets home better than when they arrive. So we need to help problem solve for our clients. We want to get them the tools, information, or care that they need to ensure a smooth transition home. That's when those follow-up calls come into play, of course. You guys know the drill. Um, education, yourself, your leadership team, your personnel, there's always something new to learn. As we mentioned before, outside of the industry, within the industry, either way, we have to stay on top. We can't get complacent, and there's always something that we can learn or take away from you know, those that we surround ourselves with. We always want to roll out the red carpet. That doesn't take a lot of funds to do. It's a feeling that you're giving, that undivided attention, that um, you know, it, even if we are a larger facility, that client cannot feel that. They need to feel and know and understand that they and their pet are the only one in front of me. And, and I want them to feel that I'm caring for their pet for the next 16 hours seven days a week, um, whatever it needs to be, because that is what they should feel, know, and understand when they leave their pet with us. Um, follow up with pet, pet parents you may not have seen in a while. Check in. We want to create um, a special connection and say, oh my gosh, we miss Sophie so much. How have you been? How are you, are you guys doing okay? Just know that we're here for you if you need us. Um, so being able to track and manage those um, details and that material with, you know, if you're using a software or, you know, however you're organizing your data, you know, look back and see if it's been, you know, 30 or more days since you've seen certain clients and reach out to them. Maybe have a special offer to come in for a, a grooming service or a daycare service if typically they're a lodging pet. 
um, you know, we've really invested more in our daytime services because people aren't, they don't need to leave their pets overnight. So getting creative and looking into our day services and really upping the ante and, and making it a more desirable experience for the pet and the client alike. Well, and what I like about what you're saying too, and just that, in just that regard, uh, and then I want to go back and revisit a couple of other things that you said, but in just that regard, creating, you know, there, there was a, 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 a real challenge during, especially slow times of the year, especially, you know, when you're a lodging facility and January is really slow and February is really slow, <laughs> slow compared to Christmas and slow compared to Thanksgiving, of course, holidays and, and Thanksgiving. But, you know, there's always this challenge of creating a reason for people to bring their pets to you when they don't necessarily need to. Right. They don't they don't right. need to because they're going out of town. They don't need to because they're going to be at the office 12 hours a day. They don't need they don't have those needs right now. So creating those those events, if you would. Uh, I remember day camp, you know, daycare holidays. So we had these birthday celebrations once a month and and uh, spooky sleepovers for Halloween and, and right. uh, you know, creating boarding events. A couple that I've heard recently, puppy prom and 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 and, and hound homecoming and, uh, uh, you know, just. Uh, a pet parents night out, right? Or a pet parents uh, uh, night in <laughs> um, while the right. pet goes and enjoys time with their buddies or, or doggy disco nights or, you know, these different parties and events that people have created in our industry to do just what you're talking about is to give them a reason, you know, give them a service or give them a product that they didn't necessarily know they needed or, or would want. And so one of the things that you talked about was was uh, uh, being a subject matter expert and continuing your own education. And I think by just listening to podcasts like this and seeking out other information, but I will tell you, use the word complacency. And I think complacency sets in when we're the most busy because we're right. so busy handling the business, working in our business that we don't take a moment to step outside and work on our business, right? And part of that right. is through education. So, so be careful, right? And use the word complacency. And I and I I completely agree. We get complacent most often when we get busy. And right. to your point earlier, you said you are the subject matter expert. The customers, the pet parents rely on you to be that. So learn. And because you're going to then be a teacher, you become a better student yourself because you you know. You're going to have to share that information with the pet parent, with your customers, with your clients, with your team, right? With your staff. And that will cause you to be a hungry learner, a hungry student and a better student so that you can be a good teacher. So I think those are all uh, really great things. And, and I'll, I'll wrap up this particular part by saying, uh, um, you know, yeah, focus on educating yourself and others. So I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I would encourage you and Chris, and maybe maybe uh, uh, you can you can contribute to this as well, which is even if you can't be the solution, be a resource. Right, right. right? So and, don't be a dead end. That. Yeah. Right, right. We see that, you know, we've had to get creative with uh, the solutions for some of our pet parents. And, you know, and, and it's, if we understand or if we know or see that we might not be the right fit for uh, you know, an individual or their pet, we still remain a resource for them. So it's not about, you know, kicking you when you're down. You know, if you have to have that conversation where it's not the right fit at your facility for that pet, um, 
you know, it's not about, okay, and, and on top of that, you, you can't come back here. <laughs> you know, that, that, that <laughs> shouldn't be here. Um, you know, those are yucky conversations. They're not fun. And what's most important is to say, we understand what you're going through. And you know what? We've got some resources. We know some people in the area. We'd love to get you in touch with so-and-so. That's so important to us because we want to make sure that they are still leaving Morris Animal Inn with something that they've, we've still fulfilled a need or, or you know, some type of service for them that still puts them on the right path because we don't ever want to feel like we've failed or fell short for our clients or their pets because we're committed, 100% committed to doing the very best for every pet, every client that walks in, even if that means Morris Animal Inn isn't that solution for them. Well, and it might not be that solution for them with that pet but it might be the solution for them with their next pet or their family member's pet or their neighbor's pet. You know, most, most pet parents, if, 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 if communicated clearly, they sort of know what kind of pet they might have in some cases, right? Um, but just to have that compassionate understanding and compassionate uh, uh, resourcefulness for them, it's sort of like one of those no but conversations, right? No, we yeah. can't do that, but what we can do is this. And I just, I, I love that. I love having those conversations because you're not a dead end. Kristen, right. you know, one of the special things about Morris Animal and that, that I remember from visiting there is just the, that, that sense of sincerity, that sense of being genuine in, in, a, in a day when pet parents are uh, uh, sort of stressed out or in a day when pet parents are sort of searching for those solutions and things, what would you say to what would you say to other pet care service providers that are looking for that 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 most important that one thing that they could put into place tomorrow and that they could that they could just take from this podcast and start with this what would that be in your opinion in my opinion it starts with your culture it starts with your employees why they why are they showing up to work why are they coming to work for you? Are you giving them that good reason? Um, are they able to put their best foot forward? Um, you know, we, we often say, you're representing Mr. Morris. And that strikes them. <laughs> you know, if you know, Mr. Morris, you know, he, he has this wonderful reputation in the pet care industry. And sometimes our, our peers here may not know that. They may not have seen, you know, nationwide what, what that potentially could mean when when you work for Mr. Morris. But we instill this culture and this understanding. Um, I think the biggest thing that stands out is everyone has a story. Everyone has a story and, and that goes for your employees and that goes for your, your clients. So I think even on the, the most exciting of days and the, the hardest of days, remembering inside that everyone has a story and that we're fighting to be part of that story. And we want to be, you know, that the, the page turning piece. So we want to be, um, you know, what they look forward to. And, and again, whether that's our employees showing up for work or our clients, you know, knocking on our door, um, we have to understand and be there and, and just know that we're creating an experience for our, the employees, for the pets, and for our clients. So I'm going to sum that up and say, essentially what you're saying is treat your employees and your team like you do your customers. And maybe, 
maybe start by asking yourself that question out there. The Hey Joe listener audience, that's the one to take, that's the one to take and sit and ponder on today, tonight, tomorrow morning, whenever you have your, you, you know what I always call it the, I call it Joe time. And it's my time. It's my time to just be with just me and my thoughts. Scary place sometimes, but but when you're with when it's your time and it's just you, sit and maybe ponder on that question. Do you treat your do you t- treat your employees? Do you treat your team? So whether you're the employer, the boss, the manager, an employee, whatever role you play, do you treat your team members like you treat your customers? And if not, you can. And so employing some of these things that, that Kristen has shared with you today and the, the teachings and the four generations worth of, of, of influence on the industry from Morris Animal and Kristen, my goodness, what a treasure to have had you on the podcast today. And again, hey, Joe, listener audience out there, there is a lot in this particular episode. Do yourself a favor, listen to Kristen and I about four times and you'll get about half of it and come back again and listen to it when you when you drink your next cup of coffee. Kristen, thank you so much for being part of the Hey Joe listener or the Hey Joe podcast and all of the Hey Joe listener audience members out there. Uh, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a wonderful experience, Joe. And please tell everybody there I said hello. You got it. All right. Take care. Thank you. You too. 